There's this paradox with ADHD where we're impulsive by nature. And so the fix is to try and stop ourselves before we act on the impulses. But that goes against the very nature of an impulse. Because if it's an impulse, it takes over because we're impulsive. So how the hell are we still, how do we deal with that? Well, let's discuss. are listening to ADHD Big Brother, the podcast for adults struggling with their ADHD and comorbid depression symptoms. I'm your host, Russ Jones, author of Descending to the Top, believer that you can actually have a smile in your life despite this diagnosis. So let's make some sense out of this struggle. Let's learn some stuff. Let's laugh at some stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, here's some stuff. It's podcast time. Thanks for having me over today. I love what you, look at what, I love what you've done with the place. Hey, how are you doing? This podcast, as always, is brought to you by the ADHD Big Brother program. <laughs> you knew that was coming. I knew it. You want to get your shit together? You want to keep it together consistently? You want to start achieving the things that you know you want to do, but you can't start? This is your program. Completely online, completely do it at home, no weekly meetings. It's a series of specifically tailored videos offering you ways to conquer those specific ADHD hurdles, task paralysis, lack of motivation, and the struggle to finish the things that you start. If you are struggling and you're looking for a cost-effective way to get your ball rolling, check out the program. It's mega affordable. You will not be disappointed. I guarantee it. And if you are, you know, well, and shit, I'm giving you your money back. It's got a 15-day money-back guarantee. There you go. Link in the show notes. So, impulses. Here we go. I am, man, I'm guilty of this. I am impulsive. I am so freaking impulsive. I've had my share of impulsive situations, purchases, not well thought through endeavors, projects that I've impulsively started, sexual encounters I've impulsively gotten into. We are quite prone, us ADHD types, to the electricity of right now. If there is greatness, if there's excitement or novelty or or something new and fresh in this moment, man, do we want it. I know I do. It's our source of aliveness. The big normie joke thing is, you know, oh, it's a shiny object or, uh, you know, hey, look, a squirrel. I call it experiencing our aliveness. It's a really shiny fucking glowing squirrel. And yeah, you're going to check that out. What is it? A nuclear squirrel? What is that? But that impulsive behavior can sometimes lead to shame, guilt, self-loathing, because why did I spend that money on this thing I don't use? Now I'm broker than broke, or why did I drive my car recklessly and now it's totaled and I have no car? Why did I hook up with that person? Why did I start this project that I clearly have no long-term interest in? It's very difficult for us to see forward into the future because the future hasn't happened. Right now is happening. And it's either, it's either boring or exciting. And that's the world we live in. And then when we do think about the future, it's not, it's never, it's not about how bad this impulsive thing will turn out. It's always about the absolute best possible scenario because we're sold on it already. I'm going to spend $10,000 on this retreat that will change my entire life and I will become a multimillionaire as a result. That's what I'm sold on. So if we're sold on something, we we only see the greatness. And the other side of this coin is the idea of not following through on that impulse. 
Because all we see is that if I don't do this, if I don't spend the $10,000 and I don't go on the retreat, then I won't become a multimillionaire. And that's and that's what I'm after. If I don't follow the impulse, then I'll, I'm going to get left with all this frustration, this angst, this fear of missing out. Then I'm going against what is meant to be, maybe. You know, we're going against ourselves and that feels awful. So how do we deal with this? How do we deal with impulsiveness like this? Because I might sound like I, I sound like I'm pro-impulsiveness. And I kind of, you know what? I kind of am to a degree. I'm like, yeah, I'm into it. Um, I'm not trying to advocate for being impulsive recklessly. Um, but how can we get a handle on the things that we don't want to be impulsive about? You know, in the moment, buying that bizarre musical instrument that we don't know how to play yet... You know, in the moment, that's a game-changing purchase that I need. How cool would that be to be able to play that thing? You know, and then I could buy an outfit that goes along with it, and that'll be my new identity. How do we deal with these moments? (laughs) I believe the best approach to dealing with impulsivity in the areas that we wish we weren't impulsive is to put some rules on them. And those rules, they have to be embedded as a piece of, uh, like, I, I think of it as, like, structure, as some inner structure, part of the scaffolding of you and how you operate. Anytime we add structure, it's going to feel uncomfortable. Uh, So knowing that as we go into this potential work, that might make it easier. When dealing with those impulses that we don't want to act on, try taking some time when you're in an impulse-free moment, when you can sit with yourself, look back at these areas of your life where you tend to be the most impulsive, and see if there's some structure that you can practice adding into your life that will help you out. I'll tell you one piece of scaffolding that I currently use in my life to great success. Um, I am, by my own admission, insanely impulsive. I am still prone to doing things. I hindsight, maybe I shouldn't. And what has never worked for me is to, quote unquote, just don't be impulsive about it. That has never, ever, (laughs) that's not even a thing. The thinking here is that rather than trying to do something that I can't do on my own, it's no big deal. I just, I'm not going to beat myself up about that anymore. I have this wonderful charge of electricity inside of me and this wild zest for life, very impulsive. It's a, it's a zest for all the possibilities. And I like that about me. And I'd rather not try to squash that. I just don't want it to ruin me. You know what I mean? That impulsive nature has historically led to great destruction, personally, financially. So the answer to this has been, as with all things ADHD, how do I get this out of my own head and externalize it. How I do that with this is I currently have four people that I will have a conversation with about anything big I'm thinking about doing. You know, it's not to get permission. They, they don't have power of attorney. I may still do the thing. I'm that crazy. Uh, but they are just four conversations from non-judgmental people who have opinions that I value. They will ask me questions, they will offer up opinions, and I try to sell them on my big idea. And if I can't sell them, well, that says something to me. They may offer an opinion that makes me think in a way that I never I thought, I never would have thought before. And sometimes that will jostle me out. You know, this, maybe this isn't a good idea for me right now. And this was actually a big part of me going back to college. I got this opportunity through my work to get college paid for. I'm like, Wow. You know, ADHD big brother, that that's, this is not my main source of income. Uh, you know, you guys are my heart, you're my purpose, but you ain't paying all my bills yet. And But college as a single parent with a job time-wise, that is a huge commitment. And I could only see the reward. I was like, oh, this is, I got to do this. This is going to be a thing. And so rather than just sign up, 
I had my four conversations. And this structure, this four conversation situation is something that gets put in place prior to any impulsive behavior. It's something where I say, this is who I am now. I'm a guy who has conversations prior to pulling the trigger on big shit. If it's something like spending, for me, that's the same deal. If it's a hefty sum of money, I will talk it out. Some purchases, I'll just put a timeline on. There is, this I credit to my parents. I know this is a a popular rule of thumb, but I'm going to give my parents credit for it because when I was, I would say 18, 19, this is back in the time when, you know, we were like thinking about getting tattoos, man. Yeah. And my brother, older brother got a couple tattoos and my parents were always like, if you really want to get this, this thing that you're going to have on your body for the rest of your life. If you really, truly want to get that, then wait 30 days. And if you still want that on your body, then go for it. But just give it that 30 days just so you can tell for sure. And I'll tell you what, that saved me because I have had on a couple of occasions wanted to get a giant skull jester tattooed on my back. And I've also wanted to have two very large redwood trees tattooed up the lengths of my arms. And that impulse was strong. And I am thankful for the 30 days because hindsight, I, I, don't, I don't know. I think it would have been cool for a day and then I, I probably wouldn't have been into it anymore. I'd be like, oh, great. I have a giant redwood tree on my arm. And I love redwood trees. Impulsivity's power over us is sometimes only as good as the moment uh, and the opportunity. So in some cases, if you take away the opportunity, that can help. If you're going to go shopping, for instance, and you only want to spend $50, well, then if you got into the practice of pulling out cash for times like these, then when you go out, you leave your credit cards and any means to get more money at home. I used to do that for groceries because I was trying to stay within a budget and I would never think about costs at the grocery store. Price comparing toilet paper is math that I just don't do. I cannot do it. This costs a little bit more, but the rolls are bigger. So technically you're getting more squares. Oh, but this is a 12 pack and that's an 80 pack. I lose my fucking mind. I would just grab, 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 and then pay and then not think about it till later when I was super short on funds. And I'm thinking, what happened? Where did all my money go? What have I done? This is all really doable stuff for us. This is the work that we do on ourselves, for ourselves. It takes practice. No one's amazing at it out of the gate. I'm still ridiculously impulsive. But in my opinion, this work, it starts by being cool with ourselves. This is who you are. And being really curious about who you are. Like, why the fuck are you the way you are? Seriously, that's an honest question. That's not rhetorical. I'm I'm waiting for your answer. We've been meaning to sit you down and ask you, what is going on right now? In that place of curiosity, are there areas of your life where impulsivity wins over, where you would prefer it not? Interrupting conversations, spending, reckless life choices, drugs, alcohol. You know, take some time with yourself and journal it up. Have a conversation with yourself about it. See if there aren't pieces of scaffolding that you can put into place to put into practice and adopt over time. And over time is the critical thing here because... Just because you created a thing where you say, I'm not going to interrupt people. I'm going to wait until they finish what they're saying. And if my impulsive thought that I have to share goes away as a result, then okay, whatever, it goes away. And then you accidentally interrupt them. Oh God. And then the whole thing where you feel like shit about it, it happens and nothing works because it sucks. Take all that all or nothing thinking, wad it up and put it in the garbaccio. Put on your, hey, I'm cool with myself hat and we'll just keep practicing. Impulsivity to me is not a thing that we have to try to get rid of. 
It is something that we can take a look at. We can look at the areas of our lives where we find ourselves being impulsive. And during our downtimes, we can take a step back and go, what can I put into place to help protect me from these impulsive moments? And then just practice those things. Practice them throughout the day. All right, guys, I hope that's helpful to you. Um, If it is, great. If it's not, put it in the garbage. Oh, is that garbage filling up? I, I, I don't know. Um, I, <laughs> I, anyways, thank you for listening to this big old ramble on impulsivity. I hope it helps. If you have any questions about anything, you can always hit me up at ADHDBigBrother.com. Go to the contact form. And guys, if you are finding value in the podcast, you're looking for ways to support me, you can always uh, click on support the show in the show notes. Uh, go to ADHDBigBrother.com and you can support the show that way. There are buttons to click and places to go. And uh, I thank you very, very much. Um, All righty. And with that, I hope you guys have a fantastic week. And I will talk to you later.